Hesiod, the ages of man, from works and days. The argument, our hypothesis. Hesiod's works and days is a sublime psychological allegory, not a farmer's almanac, a specimen of inspired ancient wisdom literature that conveys a perennial philosophy. The ultimate proof can only come by a reader's interior response to the work, approached as art and poetry. For this, it is fitting to consult a version in which the translator is conscious of transmitting an artistic and philosophical message. Of the few poetic translations, none more suggests Muse inspiration than Thomas Cook's. The theme of works and days is the peril of hubris and the rewards of righteousness. The Ages of Man section is an allegory for the recurring psychological or moral fall of the human psyche, with similar symbolic meaning as the fall and tower of Babel stories of Genesis. The moral exhortations which follow the Ages of Man elaborate on its theme and help to reveal its meaning. The poem. Sing, muses, sing from the Pierian grove. Begin the song and let the theme be Jove. From him ye sprung and him ye first should praise. From your immortal sire deduce your lays. To him alone, to his great will we owe that we exist and what we are below. Whether we blaze amongst the sons of fame or live obscurely and without a name. Or noble or ignoble, still we prove our lot determined by the will of Jove. With ease he lifts the peasant to a crown. With the same ease he casts the monarch down. With ease, he clouds the brightest name in night and calls the meanest to the fairest light. At will, he varies life through every state, unnerves the strong and makes the crooked straight. Such Jove who thunders terrible from high, who dwells in mansions far above the sky. Look down, thou power supreme, vouchsafe thine aid, and let my judgment be by justice swayed. O oh, hear my vows and thine assistance bring, while truth undoubted I to perish seas sing. The Golden Age. Soon as the deathless gods were born and man a mortal race with voice endowed began, the heavenly powers from high their work behold and the first age, they style an age of gold. Men spent a life like gods in Saturn's reign, nor felt their mind a care, nor body pain. From labor free, they every sense enjoy, nor could the ills of time their peace destroy. In banquets they delight, removed from care, nor troublesome old age intruded there. They die, or rather seem to die. They seem from hence transported in a pleasing dream. The fields as yet untilled their fruits afford 
and fill a sumptuous and unenvied board. Thus, crowned with happiness their everyday, serene and joyful passed their lives away. When in the grave this race of men was laid, soon was a world of holy demons made, aerial spirits by great Jove designed to be on earth the guardians of mankind. Invisible to moral, uh, mortal eyes they go and mark our actions, good or bad, below. The immortal spies with watchful care preside and thrice 10,000 round their charges glide. They can reward with glory or gold a power they by divine permission hold. The Silver Age. Worse than the first, a second age appears, which the celestials call the silver years. The golden age's virtues are no more. Nature grows weaker than she was before. In strength of body, mortals much decay, and human wisdom seems to fade away. A hundred years the careful dames employ before they formed to man the unpolished boy, who when he reached his bloom, his age's prime, found measured by his joys, but short his time. Men prone to ill, denied the gods their due, and by their follies made their days but few. The altars of the blessed neglected stand without the offerings which the laws demand but angry Jove in dust this people laid because no honors to the gods they paid. This second race, when closed their life's short span, was happy deemed beyond the state of man. Their names were grateful to their children made, each paid a reverence to his father's shade. The Bronze Age. And now a third, a brazen people rise, unlike the former, men of monstrous size. Strong arms, extensive from their shoulders grow, their limbs of equal magnitude below, potent in arms and dreadful at the spear. They live injurious and devoid of fear. On the crude flesh of beasts they feed alone, savage their nature and their hearts of stone. Their houses brass, of brass the warlike blade, iron was yet unknown, in brass they trade. Furious, robust, impatient for the fight, war is their only care and sole delight. To the dark shades of death this race descend by civil discords, an ignoble end. Strong though they were, death quelled their boasted might and forced their stubborn souls to leave the light. Age of Heroes. To these, a fourth, a better race succeeds of godlike heroes famed for martial deeds. Them demigods at first, their matchless worth, proclaim aloud all through the boundless earth. These horrid wars, their love of arms, destroy some at the gates of Thebes and some at Troy. 
These for the brothers fell, detested strife, for beauty those, the lovely Grecian wife. To these does Jove a second life ordain, some happy soil far in the distant main, where, li where live the hero shades in rich repast, remote from mortals of a vulgar caste. There in the islands of the blessed they find, where Saturn reigns an endless calm of mind. And there the choicest fruits adorn the fields, and thrice the fertile year a harvest yields. The Iron Age. Oh, would I had my hours of life begun before this fifth, this sinful race of man, or had I not been called to breathe the day till the rough iron age had passed away? For now, the times are such the gods ordain that every moment shall be winged with pain. Condemned to sorrows and to toil we live, rest to our labor death alone can give. And yet, amid the cares our lives annoy, the gods will grant some intervals of joy. But how denigrate is the human state. Virtue no more distinguishes the great. No safe reception shall the stranger find, nor shall the ties of blood or friendship bind. Nor shall the parent, when his sons are nigh, look with fondness of a parent's eye. Nor to the sire the son obedience pay, nor look with reverence on the locks of gray. But, oh, regardless of the powers divine, with bitter taunts shall load his life's decline. Revenge and rapine shall respect command. The pious, just, and good neglected stand. The wicked shall the better man distress. The righteous suffer and without redress. Strict honesty and naked truth shall fail. The perjured villain in his arts prevail. Horse envy shall unseen exert her voice, attend the wretched, and in ill rejoice. At last, fair modesty and justice fly, robed their pure limbs in white, and gain the sky. From the wide earth they reach the blessed abodes, and join the grand assembly of the gods. While mortal men, abandoned to their grief, sink in their sorrows, hopeless of relief.